So I'm going to sit back. I'm going to kick up my feet. If I had a pipe, I would be smoking it. If I had a smoking jacket, I'd be wearing it. If I had an ashtray, I'd be sitting next to me, but I don't have any of those things. Well, we gather around on this night to share some stories while you catch your flight. Show's not too short, it's not too long, it's perfect for your morning run. Or if you're on the yard, or if you're inside your car, and I just hope that wherever you are, you'll be a part of our chance conversation. Boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen of all ages, we want to welcome you to this night's episode of A Chance Conversation. <laughs> I'm this week's host, Billy Hatridge, and with me today, as always, I have my best brother-in-law, Joey. I'm hungover. <laughs> my greatest brunette uncle, who lives in Arkansas, Russell. I thought you were talking about wow, the qualifiers like... in that statement. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. And of course, sitting across from me is my best friend Rob. <laughs> I, uh, when you were saying Uncle, you're pointing at Rob. I was like, well, "Where's he going with this?" <laughs> I was about to say, "Yeah, Queen of Steelers." <laughs> I thought, "Yes, me, me and Rob adopted a baby together." <laughs> that would be one bad baby right there. The child has no hope. Uh, I mean, you're like the Zach Galifianakis <laughs> of the group, but I'm not quite. Yeah, there's four of us. Let's, let's label ourselves as the, the, the hangover crew, right? <laughs> we got Joey. He's obviously he's obviously the uh, the main guy that gets left behind and not contribute to anything. <laughs> I feel like that today. He, he's definitely Galifianakis. I don't know the actor's name, but I always think of him as a poor man's Paul Rudd. Mm-hmm. Poor man's Paul Rudd. Because he kind of looks like him and Paul Rudd could be brothers in a movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's just me. Who's yeah. that? That? No, the the dude that gets stuck on the roof in the first Oh, one. yeah. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. So, who in this group is the guy that gets stuck on the roof? Isn't that what you just said? No, he, he's Galifianakis. Uh, yeah, no, no. He's oh, totally Galifianakis. That, that was sarcasm. That would be me. Yeah. That, I, yeah, that would be... <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to get into details <laughs> about a certain uh, <laughs> yeah. bachelor party. Yeah, that's what I was going uh, that, that was almost... So that leaves, between me and Rob, that. that leaves Ed Helms or Bradley Cooper. That's true. Uh, so which one of us is the Bradley Cooper and which one of us is the Ed Helms here? I already know the answer. And I will, I will take the bullet. I think he's more than Ed Helms. Yep. I mean, he he's got the uh, the, I'm the guy that, vacation kind of quality to him. Right? I'm the guy that would marry a stripper in Vegas. That is. Let's hope that you wouldn't do the same thing that. Especially if she the was like Heather Graham. The character that <laughs> yeah. we we, we uh, voiced your similarity to did in Asia. That was that was ooh that was a with the tattoo was, on the face. Oh no! Well, that was. Oh, part you talking of about the the Thailand top? This Bangkok, baby. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we are rolling the die. We're gonna figure out what we're doing tonight. Because that's what happens when you go to Bangkok and you get drunk. Two, ooh. five, and six. A two, five, and six. A two. So updates. It's probably a good idea. The that's six. the only time you ever did that. Yeah, uh, yeah, that dance. Uh, yeah. Okay, hold on. Oh, hold on. Let's hold a collective vote since we're a democratic organization. No, we're not democratic because the democracy... 
Democracy did not work in your little trivia game. Yeah, Rob. It did not. Oh, that's because as hosts, I could overrule them. Exactly. Well, then Bill's going to be able to overrule whatever we vote for. So oh, we no, are no, not no, 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 no. We're not voting on this episode. We're voting on future episodes. And saying that he can't do that little dance in the future. <laughs> Oh, I definitely would say Oh, that. yeah, yeah. I, I'm yeah. going to say I on that. I will, be, I will bebop my way straight through the death. Does anyone remember when he wanted to change the theme song to this weird doo-wop thing? <laughs> Does Does he, he, he threw two horrible <laughs> options at us. Well, one was a bebop. What was the other one? Like a soulsy blues thing? <laughs> I don't remember. It was like, we're going to go and ask Joey's like, acoustic guitar playing, and we're going we're gonna <laughs> to put this in. <laughs> Well, we've we made the host cry, but just to let y'all know it, it was awful. But but it came from a place of love. <laughs> Did it now? <laughs> Did it now? Joe, uh, no, I mean you're wanting to change the theme song. I'm not. I wasn't. <laughs> you're wanting to improve. I understand. He had good intentions, and that's what matters. We, we were coming into season two. We had survived a year. I felt like it was time for us to evolve as a podcast, come out stronger on the other end, not let this train wreck that is us just continue to barrel down the cliffside. You see, we got the new thing. Russ put the little sound bit before the song. That's the new thing. That's, new that's thing. the that's season it. two uh, thing. Okay, yeah. that's yeah. the season two thing. Well, I appreciate y'all it's backing a, Russell and not a, me. It's a new way, and I appreciate, by the way, the little references to a horse penis at the beginning of that episode a while back. Really, that's not a thing. Wait a is this the update? What? Is that what we're talking about with the update? <laughs> no, update. Y'all know the, exactly what I'm talking about. One of the episodes starts, literally starts, with Rob talking about. It was a horse penis. <laughs> that's it. That, that's Literally. how the episode starts. Rob, so it, Russell, uh, bring it up. Yep, I'll go and find it for you. Because it wasn't on. Oh, it's like, wow! No, Why Rob, do we okay, do that? I thought you get it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Hey, we're peeking over here. Yeah. yeah, and when it does, I don't know if y'all hear the garble that happens when we when we peek the mic. Oh, it's we, pretty bad. We did learn last month, or I learned at least, you can't play video on my computer and record it at the same time. Uh, that what happened? Yeah, because the George Michael thing, you remember yeah, we tried yeah. to play a video? <coughs> what was what to do with George Michael? Uh, you you, have, to, you yeah. have to listen to the episode. Yeah, Rob, out. you have to listen to the episode. How great is Since it you weren't that here. when you miss a social gathering, you have the option of going back and listening to it as if you were there. Very few groups of friends have that option. <laughs> I, I, uh, I always think about GoPro. Do we know like, if that was your GoPro full episode or your mini? I don't think I'd want to see that footage. I don't think I'd we want to see totally that We should totally periscope an uh, episode. We should, we should periscope this. Like, as much as I talk about penises, I figured y'all figure out that I don't have anything against them. <laughs> 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 that, that, that right there. No, that makes him an Ed Helms. <laughs> well, guys, do y'all have any updates for tonight? Updates. Anything that we've talked about? Is that one of our categories? Yep. Number two, updates. Is that one of our categories? There's only six. It's not no, I mean, one of the categories that we roll. <laughs> I have a hard time remembering what we talked about. What we talked about. Yeah, it's, been, it's, been a, it's been a little while. <coughs> My um, little project of documenting all our past topics has, has not progressed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did we ever way choose too much. a historian for a chance conversation? Let's yeah, go with the guy with the history degree. Yeah, yeah that's better. Yeah, second. 
Third, all in favor? Yeah, yeah. you're uh, going to have to. You're gonna have to democracy, Rob. Democracy in action. I can tell you if we've talked about it. You're going to have to fine-tune the comb every episode. Let's do it multiple times. Okay. Transcribe yeah. it word for word. Because <laughs> yeah. I... Download it into a terrible document. I've listened to all of our episodes multiple times. I can definitely tell you. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, the mini episode we talked about on this day, it was just a lot of just random stuff. Yeah. But the full episode... What I'm did trying you have to that on the full episode? Rob was there I hosted. Was Rob, no, you were there for that full episode, weren't you? Yeah, I missed two episodes. It was a good one. I feel yeah, like the last full episode was when Jacob was here, wasn't he? Yeah, I think so. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Well, if we don't have updates, guys, let's move on up. No, come on. No, 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 no. Hold on. We can't just write that one off because we have never skipped a topic before in Chance Conversation. No, we, update, we talked about updates. We <laughs> talked about how you were doing. We talked about... No, no, no. Okay, no, no, no. No, okay. Fine, fine, fine. All right, um... We've got a fallout update. Uh, oh, we do have fallout update. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. do have viable fallout news. And I have other related news. Okay. Uh, on fallout, uh, me and Billy discussed this one. We've got three DLC in the works. The final three. Final three. And, of course, that was big news. Uh, didn't me and you also mention Battlefield 1 on our podcast? I'm pretty sure we did. Okay. I can't remember if we actually talked on the podcast or not. What we need to do moving forward, we need to not talk to each other at all unless it's on the podcast. <laughs> and then that way we know what we talk about. Yeah. Officially, I'm unfriending all of you right here, right now. We're going to go ahead and delete each other on Facebook. For the, for, and, for the uh, sake of the podcast, right? We'll for the sake of the podcast, I hate all of you. We'll only have right an hour-long conversation once you. a week. Yeah. Every other week. Every other week. <laughs> Uh, only thing allowed would be like yes or no. So there we go. Yes or no question. No, we can, we can have conversations in our Facebook group via emoticons. Uh, Joey, I would like another drink from the refrigerator. Would you say yes or no? No. I'll, I'll get one. But no. yeah, but no Fallout. We got three big DLC coming out. We have the first one that comes out next week, which is Contraptions. Contraptions, yes. Um, <laughs> elevators. Ele- elevators, sorting, conveyor belts, all the stuff you wanted in Fallout 4. Armor racks. Armor gun racks. racks. Yeah, that stuff's cool. Um, in July, you have the release of the... Vault-Tec DLC. Ba- yeah, Vault-Tec DLT. Uh, you can build, build the vault. underground vault. Or I assume it's underground. Yeah, the video yeah, yeah, shows yeah, yeah. It shows it shows it underground. And then you have Nuka World coming out in August. A whole lot of stuff theme, is not part. Yeah, the the consensus uh, from people who've watched it is that we're going to get to play an evil raider. I saw that. On that is an too. option that we're going to get to have as a player that we can play as an evil raider. You know that Fallout Four kind of were limited as far as your moral choice doing. That's a, a lot of people have an issue with people calling Fallout the Fallout. Uh, Franchise RPG. Because Would you it's say not four or or just the, the the franchise? The whole thing. Because an RPG kind of allows you to give a little more background on your character origin, who your character is, where they fit into the world, what their quest is, what their ambitions are, what their morality is, this kind of stuff. Whereas Fallout, they say nope, you're a parent looking for your kid, or <laughs> nope, you're a kid looking for his parent, nope, yeah. you're this person. I mean, they kind of they don't give you any room really to create your own origin. 
and a lot of the characters, like you would with a traditional RPG, like with Mass Effect, you get to decide, oh, I want to be a, you know, you get backstories to choose from mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. Well, the the base thing, you don't get to choose in Fallout, but just as much in Fallout as say Elder Scrolls, you still get that <laughs> chance to customize within. But no, there's definitely RPG elements, but there's still RPG purists out there who, like with Russell, we had the conversation a while back, RPG traditionally is the pen and paper, tabletop RPG, Dungeons and Dragons, the old Pathfinder, that kind of stuff, where you literally create your character out of nothing, and you play as that character. Mm-hmm. Whereas in video game RPGs, you don't have that much freedom. In fact, the most freedom you have probably in like The Sims or something, as far as like a true RPG. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like Witcher, Witcher Three is considered a big RPG, but your your linear path. Well, and the yeah. you know the the wordage, the usage of RPG has changed drastically over the years. Because yeah. you know video games didn't used to be RPGs, and then once they started giving customization options, options, especially in the earlier Bethesda games, you know that's where it started coming in. And then some people would call Borderlands RPG yeah. because you have skill trees, you have armor classes yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But I would even have, then, I would have easily classified Borderlands as an RPG. Yeah. But even then you don't actually get to uh do any kind of customization as far as the way your character looks or acts or you know what I mean? Like you're You can classify the, the looks. Oh yeah, you can customize looks and stuff, but not not at a and what he's good at. And even then, you know, a lot of what you can change in a video game RPG isn't what you could you would change in a traditional RPG because nobody would really be working on the, the curvature of the chin or whether they have facial hair or not. You know, a lot of it's just backstory. But, uh, no, anyways, uh, Fallout, it's... Yeah, that, that's what I had on that one. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, that's... Uh, what are you talking about? Hey, we're good. We're good? It's a secret thing. It's a secret thing y'all are doing over yeah. there. Alright, well, they're doing a secret thing over there, and we're going to move on into the head, the line. Sorry? Headlines. Headlines. Uh, the head, the line. Now, I'm going to get us. Uh, there's a lot, and we could take the uh, the traditional path that we take, which is to avoid some of the bigger stuff and just talk about <laughs> smaller stuff. That we do that a lot. Why do we, why, I'm, can, I, can I cut you off here? Why do you think we always avoid the biggest topics? Because the biggest depressing. topics are usually, num- well, depressing, plus they're... Divisive. Well, they're yeah. divisive as well. <laughs> Eventually, we'll get to my point. <laughs> the big topics are usually... You know, hammered to death on all your normal news outlets or social media pages or whatever, and so we can either you know keep hammering home on the same topics that everybody else is, or we can bring up some news stories that people may not have heard about. So you don't think that we couldn't add anything fresh or on? I'm saying I'm saying well, a I mean, a healthy mix healthy. would be a good thing. We shouldn't just do all the top headline stories, but we should talk. And we have, well, in the past, sprinkled in some of them. Like the the first one that comes to mind is the big game hunting that we've talked about in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, see wow. the, the line. That was, and, that was several Facebook crazies <laughs> ago, wasn't it? it was. Well, I mean, but it was a big story, but we still At talked about it. I yeah. mean, we've talked about big stories in the past, and sometimes we talk about little stories or, you know, lesser known. 
So uh, yeah. Pittsburgh Penguins did win the There's Stanley not a Cup. Band- band- yes, they did. They won their fourth cup. There's that. <laughs> no, I wanted I wanted to talk about what happened in Orlando with which the bo- thing? Which with one? the boy oh. getting snatched by the alligator. Russell already made some points about this earlier off off air. Yeah, that was well. I'll read that. It's probably recorded, but it, it, will, it won't be on the podcast. But go, yeah, you can go ahead. Go yeah. Um, no, you know we we heard about that, which I don't know. When I the first headline I saw was "Boy Snatched at Disney World." That's by what. That's what I saw. And I was thinking in I, the my, park, in, yeah. in my mind, I had this picture of this huge alligator. Tromping through some tourists, <laughs> hunting down this one kid, grabbing them, and then all the tourists, you know, running away in horror. I did yeah. not realize at the time that these people were at a lake that had numerous no swimming signs posted and all these things. It was at the resort that's kind of attached, yeah. fixed to. Fixed off the Walt the Disney Magic World Kingdom. Hotel, yeah. uh, which the boy has been found dead. Um, he was found intact at 1:45 today, not far from where he was grabbed Tuesday night. Um, his body only had a few puncture wounds, according to a source familiar with the investigation. Uh, it says here that the, uh, he likely drowned. The, uh, who is that? I find it Jefferson. weird that it didn't eat him. Reptiles, uh, they act funny. Hmm. I imagine that when maybe the father chased the... Uh, like, yeah. Yeah. But it was dark. So. Well, Russell said it was at night. I didn't know yeah. that either. I, I'm with you. I was picturing broad daylight in the actual Disneyland. Like, well, and it says here he, the boy was found 10 to 15 yards from where he was initially attacked. So the alligator didn't get far at all. Yeah. I mean, you know, before he released the, the boy. Um, How old was the boy? The boy is two. Oh, mm-hmm. good. Two years old. That's right. Grabbed Tuesday night. Unprovoked alligator attacks in Florida from 1948 to today. 257. Number of people who died is 23. So you're talking 23 over people died from an alligator attack in Florida over the last 60 years. I figured it'd be way more than that. Number of children who have died, 16 and under, is 8. And then oh, apparently... Um, 1977 was the year that saw the most alligator attacks requiring medical care. Um, the boy's family was at a movie night outdoors um, at the resort around 9 p.m. when the boy waded into about a foot of water in a lagoon. Witnesses, including the boy's parents, tried to save him. His father jumped in and tried to pry to get the gator's mouth open. Mother jumped into it. too late. He was dragged into water in the Seven Seas Lagoon. Um, connected to a series of canals that feed into larger bodies of water. So this is not a man-made structure, is it? I, guess I think it's like that. a natural lagoon. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay, so I'm looking at this picture, and it's like a little it's like a little lagoon, but it is surrounded on all sides by... I don't know if you can see that. Oh, by, by just hotels. hotels all the way around. There's a couple islands there, but, I mean, it's, it's not like a murky rural area. I mean, the whole thing is just surrounded. You can see that there's just major thoroughfares and hotels all mm. the way around. And they say that they're trying... Uh, the monorail, I believe, is what uh, it is in concept. Yeah. Um, trying to find that again. This I know there's instance where a person's been attacked by an alligator there. 
I, I don't know if it's the first they've been attacked there, but, uh, you know, with what happened Saturday night in mm. Orlando, and then immediately after, and you have, the, you have this boy, um, which the shooter thing, you know, we could go to a whole debate on gun control and, and this and that, um, I've been I've been quite impressed with how well the internet and our culture has come behind Orlando. I mean, there have been things pop up about the the LGBT hate and this and that, but for the most part, it's been mostly positive. Hey, we're behind you. There's a lot of churches that have come out and saying, "Hey, we're praying." You know, we're not not saying, "Oh, you deserve this because of your lifestyle" or any of that. They're not granted the ridge, but as a whole, you see a lot more supportive. Um, coming out of it than you do the other. Um, I figured there'd be a lot more hate speech, but... Well, and there's a very good chance we'll see that closer to election November, but... um, Uh, The good old folks that are at the uh, Westboro Baptist Church are going to go, they're going to go protest. I saw that. With all those people. Orlando bound. They're going to get there in time for all the funerals. I don't pay them any attention. They're just... Hopefully, uh, there's an alligator. Y'all want to go swimming? <laughs> you been to the Seven Seas Lagoon? Yeah, Facebook might be <coughs> together on that one, but honestly, it wasn't too long ago. The same people were going to be putting the rainbow flag over their profile picture with the same people that were making some really negative comments about... Well, it's uh, just like... Or here's the, and that's what Same-sex I marriage passing... This is what I said about Muhammad Ali when he passed. The same people that, after Muhammad Ali passed, posted the thing about how he was the greatest fighter of all time and he was one of my favorite athletes, are the same ones who have been behind Trump saying, get rid of all the Muslims. <laughs> you know, I mean, and you see that. That's, I guess that's the one thing about internet culture that really clarifies some things. Is you see, and that's not just that kind of stuff, but you see a lot of the hypocrisy of people show up in that because you have a... Just scroll a little ways further, and you can usually yeah. find something. Um, you know, I know too many people who will be quick to quote a Bible verse or a hymn, something like that, and then right behind that post, post something that's very unchristian or gossip or, or hate, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but <clears throat> I'm looking through here on the, uh, the insane things happening now. Um, insane things happening now. Is that a website? It's uh, crack.com <laughs> is where I go for, for my... Uh, <laughs> For a lot of these these news, insane things, most insane things happening right now. This came out yesterday. Um, Guns and Roses, Axl Rose frontman wants Google to remove unbecoming pictures of him. <laughs> he filed a copyright notice requesting the removal of any images. Rose claims that a pre-concert release signed by photographer Boris uh, grants him ownership. The pictures have been the basis of unflattering memes. So Axel Rose is upset that unflattering pictures are becoming memes. I think that's least Axel Rose. He's problem. suing Google to get them to remove those images. I find it funny that Axel Rose was the he- I mean, you can say what you want to about him as a person. He's not the greatest person in the world, obviously. But amazing singer. Like in the early days, like when he first came out, he could. Sing. But nowadays, if you heard him sing, it's, I have not. It, it, well, see, he was going to replace. Uh, the lead singer of ACDC, you know, because he had the problem with his ears, and they said if he played another concert, he might go permanently deaf. So they got Axl Rose to fill over ACDC, and I was thinking that sounds like the worst idea ever. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know if he actually plays any shows with them or not. Here's a story for you guys: Virginia Beach, 
In a tragic freak accident, 55-year-old Lottie Belt died after she was impaled by a beach umbrella. I, I could see that. The, the I, I, I could see that. The picked up an umbrella and impaled a woman, killing her on the beach. I, okay, last summer when I was at the beach, there came like a little freak storm out of nowhere. And I could definitely see that happen. It was, I mean, those things are heavy too. Well, you see videos all the time about those those inflatable bounce houses that just take off <laughs> kids full of kids. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, that, that's kind of the basis of a hot air balloon, I think. Yeah. Just fills it up with air and... Uh, and uh, yeah, it's uh you got to be careful of that concept. The wind is a uh... yeah. I I sort of didn't have any. Uh, all I had was a chair, so I just sort of stayed out there during the storm. Cause I figured I wouldn't blow away. But that sand that that hurts. <laughs> just blowing you thirty miles an hour. That's exactly parallel. what happens. <laughs> you know. Oh, real quick uh, though, I was gonna say since it's since it, uh, it's out of the news cycle, so I feel like I'm that whole gorilla thing, was that the parents' fault, or was that just a freak accident? It's a freak accident. Yeah, it's not the parents' fault. I don't think Everybody's so. Everybody's like, oh, you shouldn't watch your kid. Places like zoos, parents take their kids there because their kids can be entertained by... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's what so much of it's for. I mean, it's not... Nowhere, nothing about a zoo says, hey... Parents, hang on tight to your children. A gorilla could attack them at any minute. You know, I mean, the whole, the whole, the whole point of zoos is for families to go and to be able to. Now, some people might criticize my thoughts on this, but let your kids go be kids. I mean, it's kind of like an amusement park. Yeah. Now, keep watch on them. Don't just let you know what I mean. But like at the same point, you don't need to have. Which my, my wife would argue with me on this and say, "Oh, they should have had them on." You know, this, she tells it for me all the time that when we have kids, they're leash. all going to be on leash. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, uh, I reason I brought it up was kind of uh, so I could tell my own personal story about me and a gorilla at a zoo. Uh, I, I've never had good luck with gorillas at zoos. I've had several incidents. Uh, I don't know if it's about my face, but they typically don't like me. But anyhow, me and my mother and sister were at the Kansas City Zoo. Oh. It's a really cold day. Really cold. And uh, it's cloudy. And so I've got this bright red jacket on. And... The gorilla enclosure's got two gorillas in there. And one sort of, he's sitting up on this kind of rock and he's beating his chest, you know, really hard. You can hear like, tap, 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 you know, and he's off in the distance. So I'm like, oh, I say, he, he doesn't look very happy, you know. So anyhow, I continue walking around the uh, the enclosure here. And they've got one of those kind of glass windows, you know, so you can be right there with the animals, you know, you see these. Well, the gorilla's still sitting on a rock, and I walk up to the glass window, and, I, and he's a good 30... 30 feet away from where I'm at. And so my mom was just there doing something. I was sitting there, and all of a sudden he turns, and without a blink of an eye, just, and he runs, running right at me, and I'm like, gonna turn around, and he jumps up, and he goes, blam, and he hits that glass. There was a park bench behind me, and I uprooted, like, it was screwed into the ground. I uprooted it. The screws came out of the concrete. I flipped over the park bench, landed on my face, and my mom's sister thought it was the funniest thing ever, and I was oh, like, man. I was like, well, the funny part is, like, I was like, forget my mom's sister. I'm out of here, because I was the only one that saw the gorilla come. So I was like, I kind of felt bad, like, you're on your own! <laughs> Plus, even if I, I would have took off earlier, the gorilla would have gone, 
I couldn't outrun a gorilla. I mean, even back then, I was well, a little better. Well, <laughs> your mom and sister probably would have slowed down. <laughs> for a while. You don't have to outrun the gorilla. Exactly. You just have to outrun him. Yeah, yeah. It, it's. I think there's a lot of truth to that, Joe Jonah. What are you doing? You know, to the friend he said when he's lunching, I don't have to be faster than the bear. I just got to be faster than you. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it wasn't really a headline, but it was a gorilla-related news. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> uh, I, I've got a question, because I'm curious about y'all's... Uh, I, I feel like I should throw it in here. Um, obviously, with so many mass shootings in the news, gun control keeps hitting in. And, uh, you know, in so many cases recently, a lot of the weapons that have been used were absolutely purchased legally. Right. Uh, by legal residents, uh, legal citizens of this country. And so it comes down to it. But now, the two camps, as we hear it, is one to uh, limit gun ownership. And the other is to encourage it. More guns is going to equal less violence. Mm. So I'm curious on y'all, I'm I mean, I don't have a right or wrong answer right. here. I mean, I have my own personal opinion on it, but w- what do y'all think? Well, I, mean, I wanted. To, I'm glad you brought that back around because I did want to talk about a couple things on the, the shooting t- this past weekend. Um, Omar, the guy who did the shooting, he was American-born, um, which when you look into immigration and what's going on over there, we're trying to keep terrorism out of the country by, cut, you know, now, given he was second generation. Well, true, but he was still American-born. Um, and apparently, the FBI had previously interviewed him, but he was deemed not to be a threat. So, when you talk about gun control, when you talk about the, the fight on terrorism, and you bring up stuff like Im- immigration or federal background checks, and you have this guy who was investigated by the FBI and then deemed not a threat. You know, you can see that some of these, these fail-safes that they're trying to put in place may not be the the safest of fail-safes. Um, you know, the, the NRA came out, there's been a lot of criticism about the ability to purchase an AR-15. AR-15s are coming under fire because that's kind of the weapon of choice. Yeah. Um, and the NRA came out and said that the AR-15 is a perfectly practical choice for both hunting and home defense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not... I'm not, I'll, I'll take the home defense argument. Yeah. I mean, if I'm in my home and somebody's breaking well, in, I have no problem why, pumping why are you expressing doubt? 10 well, rounds what, into what role would it not function perfectly? You're saying for hunting? Uh, the hunting well, I don't agree with. The, the I don't hunting, see where The hunting I don't agree with. Not when, because anybody that hunts will tell you that you need a different type of gun for what you're hunting. So just yeah. being, just having this blatant Oh, the AR-15 is the go-to for any kind of hunting or home defense. It's not, <laughs> oh, not hey, the best option. Look, that's home, not a great argument. Let's home, think about de- home defense, on the home defense side, again, for the NRA to come out and kind of make this statement, and this is what I've said from the get-go when it comes to people who want to defend their ownership of guns. Because you've got people out there who have a stockpile, dozens if not hundreds of guns, because one day when the government comes, they're going to fight the government for those guns. That you don't need hundred as an individual, you don't need hundreds of guns to fight off the government. You know what I mean? You need. Well, the only point I was going to make about hunting is with an AR-15, you couldn't hunt squirrels with it because 
kind of obliterate. I mean, it's not a big bullet. Man, Rob shot him. But it's not really practical squirrel hunting. You would admit as much. <laughs> you can't You're hunt. You're talking about shooting a rat with a tail with a high-velocity round. No. Yeah. No, no, so, no. Uh, no, 5.56 or yeah. 223 is an acceptable caliber. In fact, it's really the smallest recommended caliber to shoot a deer with. And lots of people do shoot deer with them. That was why I was questioning. Yeah, Billy. I, that's what he I was getting. I was like, the only thing that I could I think would be what a Billy deer. was saying correctly. I, I just want to make sure I understand it correctly. Is that you were saying that it was function? It would. You were saying it wasn't functional for the two uses, hunting and. I never said it wasn't functional. I, I, I'm curious here. <clears throat> what, what, what was it? The statement. So you let were me let for? me clarify something really quick, just because I don't know. Maybe I'm just stupid. Um, the AR-15, is that an automatic weapon? Semi-automatic weapon? Negative. Okay, I, 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 can, I can come across this from a, a bit of a position. Okay, I don't need a position. Experience. I just need, is it automatic, semi-automatic, or An AR-15 is a civilian version of a military weapon. An AR-15 is a semi-automatic weapon. All right, semi-automatic. All right. Details. Now, Michael you Payton. said hey, M4 right or M16, which is... According to the ATF, that's alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. All right, an assault rifle is a weapon that is automatic or features select fire. An AR-15 does right. not, does not have those options. Okay. Think about anyway, AR-15. Well, so I mean, but but and it, here back to get back to kind of my argument. If if you've got a stockpile of guns, you can say honestly, and I'd be perfectly, I have them because I want them. You don't have to give me BS excuses about why you you know you're gonna. It's perfectly fine to like guns and want to own certain guns. You don't as have to protect it by the as Second Amendment. Well, as protected by the Second Amendment, well, I can, or not. It's I just can tell you. Matters of, it's legal to buy a gun. You want to buy a gun? Buy a gun. But don't sit in there with your 18 shotguns and 42 you know rifles and say that it's for home defense. You just need one, maybe yeah. two. Functional weapons for home defense as a private individual. Which I can tell you, if, you know, me personally, which is just me and Nick in my house. Mm-hmm. I have three three guns. I have a pistol, I have a shotgun, and a rifle. I have the pistol that I bought myself for home defense. You know, just in case somebody breaks yeah. in the middle of the night. The shotgun and the rifle I inherited from my dad. Right. That's all I've got, and that's how I got them. I mean... But I, I was going to point but out... But I understand that... You know, I'm one point on the spectrum between no guns and I'm stockpiling for World War III. I was going to make a point that during the uh, shooting, the killer did kill a armed security guard that was at the, uh, so having a gun doesn't always help. I mean, well, with, and here, here's Now, I'm sure it wasn't like he just came, I'm sure he was unaware of what happened, but. Well, but the pro-gun lobby and the, you know, pro-open carry or concealed mm -hmm. carry or whatever, they're going to say that if you had 20 people in that room that had weapons, one of them would have done something. Mm. That's up for debate. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying they're right or wrong. I'm just... Here, I'm that's gonna, their argument. Well, and here's, I'm, here's, I'm going to cut in real quick because this is the debate. Is that y'all goes back to the Second Amendment. Because our country has certain freedoms with gun ownership that a lot of other countries do not have. 
our neighbors to the north, a lot of the European nations, and it all comes back to the Second Amendment, the right to bear arms. Now, why was the right to bear arms included in the Constitution? Why did our founding fathers decide that it was worth putting in as the Second Amendment to own arms? It had to do with the fact that if our country hadn't been able to arm itself, if our country hadn't been able to produce those weapons in the first place, we wouldn't be a country, okay? It was to be able to fight against a tyrannous government, correct? Correct. Okay, and so taking that, which, the Constitution is much like the Bible in the fact that it's a sacred text, viewed by certain people as a sacred text, upheld by and whether or not it's a living document, whether or not the things that were written 200 years ago still have the same effect, the same impact today. Now, the issue is, if the, if the Founding Fathers wrote the Second Amendment in a sense to say, hey, if our government gets out of control, the private individuals should have the ability, much like we did, to take up arms. Now, when you say that today, when you look at the weapons that the United States government has, I cannot go in there and get my 30-30 and fight off our government. There's just no way. And so the question posed when you look at that is saying, if the Second Amendment is in the Constitution to be able to defend the people against a tyrannous government, then the Second Amendment, by that logic, gives the American people the right to own weapons equivalent to the weapons that the United States government owns. I want a grenade launcher. All right. Well, I mean, does that make sense? Hey, no, I'm not going to... The Founding Fathers obviously had no idea that nukes and yeah. <laughs> P-52 uh, bombers okay, and no, all that were coming obviously out. Obviously, the, uh, <clears throat> the power has changed a little bit, and technology has changed a little bit. But, alright, so if we're going to look at total force of the United States, right. say, Army, okay, which is the largest branch of the United States military, 1.2 million Total. <clears throat> All right. What's it's like the total? It's like the third largest employer in the world is the United States Army, something like that. Yeah. All right. But the total U.S. population is well over 335 million. Okay. So obviously, the U.S. population, if something really bad happened in this country, the U.S. Army is not going to be able to control it in and of itself. If you throw in every single law enforcement agency in the entire country and decide to throw it all in there with the U.S. military, you're still not going to even hit close to 5% of the population. Alright? So, yes. And well over 5% of the population owns a firearm. So, yes. If the total population decided that the government was uh, not doing what it's supposed to do, even though, doing wrong, the government has jets and, and nuclear. I'm not saying the, the citizens of this country wouldn't be defenseless. I wanted to really hit onto your argument. You're talking about, well, a citizen really only needs one or two weapons to defend his home against the average threat, which would be a burglar. Or somebody coming, not 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 a tank, not a tank, not the SWAT team coming to collect your weapons or whatever, but breaking and entering, which is where yeah, you, most... you only got two hands. Technically, you only need. I mean, if somebody breaks in, you got. I mean, you can. So, shotgun, question. pistol. So, well, because shotgun you... or pistol or okay. So, uh, let's say you live in an apartment complex. 
What what kind of weapon would you use there? Just for somebody breaking in my front door? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. You're in an apartment complex, so you've got multiple yeah. interior walls that a weapon could go through. Uh, probably just shotgun. Yeah. Maybe a shotgun, shotgun or a Glock. Yeah. Uh, Glock's going to go through multiple walls, unless you're shooting frangible ammo. Well, what other kind of gun is there? You got to go and shoot an high powered rifle at them. Well, you're just shooting an AR 15, you're shooting frangible ammo. My point is here in this argument is the issue becomes complex. Well, and here, I like that you said the thing about the ammo because that is the stance I've heard people who know a lot about guns say. I would rather have one gun with the variety of ammunition that I would need for different circumstances than a whole bunch of weapons and very limited amount of ammo for each. Well, if I go to my toolbox, I've got a hammer, I've got a screwdriver, I've got a socket wrench, you know, I've got a combination. You know, I've got yeah. different tools, all right? I grew up in a home with a lot of different firearms, and I didn't consider myself to be like a gun nut growing up. But I understood that for every job, there was a tool, just like with a firearm, for a firearm, there was a purpose. Yeah. Well, okay. true. I have a three-seventy-five hauling a haul. I've got I've got four hammers in my storage shed. Four different hammers. They all do the same purpose. Now, if I had a particular task, oh, I'm doing some carpentry. I'm going to get the carpentry hammer. You're not going to grab the three. But here's the deal: any one of those hammers. No, I'm talking about claw hammers now. Four different claw hammers. Okay. Granted, they're all specific, but any one of them can do any of the jobs of the other ones. That's not the case with the firearms. That is not the case with the firearms. It's the case with firearms if they're close enough together. Okay, if you if you open up a gun safe and you've got six shotguns there and they only range by a little bit, I'm not talking about having a pistol and a shotgun and a rifle and a this and a that. So you're I'm talking saying about people that a person who have twelve should... pistols, eighteen rifles, seven hunting rifles, fourteen shotguns. There's no point. You're implying your that there is to be. I'm not saying it's you can't. You're have implying, by your argument, you're implying that the person has no justification for it. That the who doesn't have justification for you're it? You're implying that by that statement. That the person has no justification for owning more than one. No, they have perfect. Of, if they want them, they can have them. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying if you want that many guns, you can have them. I want comic books. I like comic books. I buy comic books. I have so you shouldn't but be allowed more than one type. No, of but what I'm saying is that I can't it's make pointless. it pointless. What he's saying is, somebody comes to your front door. What are you gonna do with four guns? If you want four guns, that's fine. But you're only gonna be able to use one of them at a time. Right. That's the point. Of the if you need, it's not you, that you there don't need the gun. There it is. If if someone and you have to exhaust seventeen different guns to do the job, <laughs> you probably don't need to own those guns. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, but if you're if you go to the range and you take care of your guns and you're a skilled gun owner, you just need one gun to take care of it. That's what I'm saying. Now, if you need 14 guns to defend a small group of burglars, then yeah, that's what you need. But for the most part, the the argument that I have these guns for self defense, you have one or two of those guns for self defense. The one in your bed stand and the one under your bed, yes, self defense. That shotgun behind the front door, I can see. But when you've got a storage shed or you've got a bunker or whatever and you've got 30, 40, 100 different firearms, that's because you like guns. I mean, I guess I'm backward in this because when I was in the Army, we weren't just trained on like one platform deal with the enemy. 
We were trained with the M4. But in the, we well, here's like the deal. In the military. Age and we were done. In the military, we are like, defending like, against multiple types of threats. Whereas the average homeowner is really only facing against two, maybe three different types of threats. Not 100 no, different no, types no, of threats. Well, they're not going to have a militia. They're not so, going to have gorillas ascending down from their ceiling. No, gorillas. <laughs> gorillas. Gorillas. <laughs> <laughs> like, Calm down, Joey. He's having PTSD. Yeah, I was like, here. not the gorillas. Not the, <laughs> not the paratrooping gorillas. In the military, <laughs> the, the whole concept is to be able to... <laughs> that paired with the amphibious assault from the alligators. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the military, the whole basis is to be able to navigate a situation <laughs> right. using the tools that you have available. Right, and so right. it makes sense. Well, here's the deal. It makes sense if <clears throat> my dad is a mechanic. I'm, I'm going I'm to do a metaphor here. My dad is a mechanic. He fixes things for a living. He's a mechanic out of paper mill. You go out to his shop, and he has more tools than he'll ever need. He has tools he uses once for maybe 30 seconds, and that's it. And this costs him hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Now, you go in our house. And my dad has a tool drawer. And in that tool drawer, there's a tape measure, a single hammer, a screwdriver with changeable bits. That is what he needs inside of his home. That is his go-to. Okay? All the other tools are great and handy if he's got something specific to take care of. But for the most part, he knows that most jobs that you need around the house, you can take care of with one of a few simple tools. Now, in the same way, if you've got a hunter, or a fisherman for that matter, a skilled fisherman can take any fishing pole with simple bait and catch a fish. Granted, there's all kinds of, and Russell's a fisherman, so he can kind of tell you there's all kinds of, you fish. <laughs> Are you a fisherman, Russell? I do fish. Oh, okay. Fish, okay. <laughs> I was not aware of that. In, any, any skill, any Sorry, trade, I didn't you have that, that array. <laughs> but when it comes down to it, you need to know how to use every tool at your disposal. The military has a lot more tools at its disposal than the average citizen. It has a lot more tools at its disposal than the average robber. Breaking and entering, rapist, whatever it is that's coming into your house. Yes and no there. Well, yes and no. I mean, for Because you part, need to really consider the fact that we're not fighting conventional armies anymore. Right. Well, that's We're fighting private citizens right. often and groups of private citizens. In the army, we were taught and trained to deal with things as it came in saying that, all right, I know this sounds crazy, but they, they said... Uh, it's like, come to a room, we'll get everyone in the room, have a plan to kill everybody in the room. Alright, you accepted the fact that you were trained to be a killer. Yeah. Okay. That just meant that you were going to be more adept in a situation where you're going to find yourself in harm's right. way. Well, you're going to be what trained I'm... for any given situation. Alright, now jump to the situation in Orlando. Alright. There were a couple of people that were actually there in that crowd that were militarily trained. Well, right? here, here, they didn't have the tools available. In. They didn't have. That's what I'm going to say. That's what I'm saying right there. Because what we have is the fact that most people who are carrying, who are gun owners and they carry, they don't have a concealed carry. They don't have a concealed carry for an AR. They have a concealed carry for usually what? There's no such thing as a concealed carry for an That's AR. what I'm saying. Okay, the self-defense comes down to the pistol. And unless you're in your home or on your personal property, the self-defense comes down to, as far as firearms are concerned, a pistol. Unless you're at a Waterburger in Texas. Unless you're no, at a no, Waterburger no, no, in no, Texas. No. <laughs> no. 
self-defense can mean open carry. It can mean concealed carry. Open carry can mean an AR. Right. You know that as well, well as I, I do. Like you said, like with the Whataburger in Texas. But I really don't know if there's. But there's plenty of open <laughs> carry states out there where you can carry a 44 Magnum on your hip. Well, again, to get back to the argument that we're that we're having or the debate that we're having here, you don't think that somebody is properly equipped. You don't think that my house is safe. You don't think that since I have a, a, a shotgun, a rifle, and a pistol, that my house is not safe because Your I do not have... Your shotgun doesn't function, though, does it? My shotgun functions fully. I thought you said it didn't work anymore. <laughs> I thought you, you said it broke or something. We got the stock replaced last December. Okay, so your shotgun... You need an elephant gun is what you need. Well, I know. I need an elephant gun and an AR and 17 versions of the shotgun, and I need to have a... You need a BAR. A, a, I need a BAR and a Bushmaster. And, yeah, I love all these BAR. All these bad boys. Gun. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get this to the big six. Oh my no, I, yeah. Rob. I mean, oh I, crap, we still got the big six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I I agree with you. Okay, I think that the more the better. I do. I think that if if you want to prepare for something. It's best to have everything on the board. It's the Batman policy, right? If you want to be the best, you just got to plan for every single single occurrence. But at the base level, one man can only shoot so many guns at a time. Yeah. And one man, if there are more than 20 people assaulting his house in the middle of the night for something, he is in trouble. That's not the average case. The average case is one, two people coming in the house. And what you need to fight off one or two people is two, one or two guns, depending on the circumstance. Okay. You just don't, you're not going to have time to run down to your cell or open up your arsenal and start loading up every gun in town. You're just not. The argument that I, ha- I have 100 guns for self-defense isn't practical. You have 100 guns because you want 100 guns, which is fine. I'm not saying it's not fine. That'd be like if I say I buy comic books for their value. I don't buy comic books for their value. That's a plus. That if I ever retire, I can sell them and do all this stuff. That's not why I buy them. I'm not going to use that as justification for my habit and say that the only reason I have thousands and thousands of comics is because one day I'm going to retire them. No, I'm not going to say that because that's not the real reason I have them. It's just about being honest with yourself and honest with the policy and the purpose of what you have. Well, my argument in summation is the fact that every one of my firearms that I own has a purpose. Yeah. Every firearm that everyone has usually has a purpose. Yes, it has a purpose. Like whether it's my 25 alt six that can knock down a target at, say, you know, 600 meters, or my 375 Holland Holland, or my side by side 12 gauge, or whatever weapon is that I have. Each one has a a separate and specific purpose. Okay, no different than if you have a toolbox full of tools that has... And what I'm saying is that one of those purposes doesn't have to be the use of the actual firearm. A purpose can simply be because you own it and you're happy that you own it. That can be the purpose of something. I mean, that would... I mean, if I didn't really know much about the firearms I owned, I would say exactly that. Because I didn't really understand... You have an elephant gun, correct? Yes. Are you going to shoot an elephant with that elephant gun? It's possible in my lifetime I could, but that yeah, you have it because you need to have it, correct? I call it an elephant gun, but that same gun is also a very functional whitetail deer gun. I can use it with elk. In fact, my friend who shoots elk wanted to buy it off of me 
but it is also a very, very functional white-tailed deer gun. In Arkansas, when you have shots that are not often more than 200 yards, when you're shooting through brush and blackberry bushes and stuff, when you're shooting a high-velocity round like a 243, a 270, okay, that brush is going to knock off of a high-velocity round. Mm -hmm. A 375 hauling hauling with 300 grains moving at 2,800 feet per second is going to push right through it. Mm -hmm. So in that form, yes. A 375 is still a very functional weapon here in Arkansas against yeah. white-tailed deer. Uh, I, I mean, but if I, I didn't understand or I didn't understand you know, I didn't know about that caliber or I didn't know about that weapon, I would probably assume the same thing you would and that maybe an elephant gun wouldn't be useful here. I've never said it wasn't useful. In I fact, it you, would make a really good haul I gun too. Well, you're going to kill an elephant with is what he asked you. I no, asked no, why no, you no. Bought it. Why I bought it. I why bought it because it is an it. elephant gun. Because you wanted the elephant gun, correct? Yes. You didn't have a white-tailed deer in your backpack, or you had to go kill right then at that instant. No. That's what I'm saying. It's perfectly okay to own something just because you want to own it. You might have plans to use it in the future, but if you like the fact that you have something... Now, granted, there's Russell shaking his head, but there's, there's legalities there. But I think, ultimately, if it's responsible, if it's... You can have it, and that's, that's what I'm getting to with the gun argument. If you want to own guns because it makes you feel complete and whole and happy, then that's that's your thing. More but power there's, to you. There's more power to you. Literally, more firepower to you. <laughs> <laughs> but, again, it's just about being honest about why you have stuff. Big six. Big six. Are we going to do the format that we talked about with each one of you three give two and then I rate as the host? Um, that's fine. Yeah. Sure. Well, I'm the host, uh, so I'm saying that's how we're doing. I don't really have anything. I guess I should have been thinking. Okay, about I'm gonna that. jump in real quick just because I had read this the other day, and I all this talk about guns reminded me. Um, I just it's not really a big six topic, but I'm gonna bring it up. Um, big six can be anything, Russell. Well, it's from last year. That's fine. June eighth, two thousand fifteen. Okay. Uh, Dave Miller broke the world record for shooting the most clay targets in an hour. <coughs> How many, how, how, many, how many did he shoot? That is the question I was going to pose to the group. How many targets hour. do you think he shot <laughs> successfully in an hour? Well, if he had someone else loading them for him, I guess. Yeah, the yeah. guns were there was a like there was a procession of guns, loaded handed guns being handed to him. The the launcher, the trap launchers were on a timer. How how long? What he's time just period? sitting there an, an hour. hour. He's just sitting there, all he's doing is shooting. Boom. Yep. I don't know. I guess I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say 1,500. Okay, we've got 1,500 from Joey. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm doing my math here. Through the magic of editing, immediately thereafter, we have a number from Billy. 2,000. 2,000 from Billy. Hold on. You said 1,500? He said 2,000? Correct. Uh -huh. I'm going to go with uh, 650. Oh, sure. Price is right strategy there, buddy. Billy wins because he got the closest. He successfully broke 3,653 targets in an hour, which is just over one per second. He shot. He didn't hit everyone he shot at. I lost the memory. I'd be impressed if he did. <laughs> An hour? Uh, hang on. Yeah. I bet his arm was hurt. <laughs> I bruised. 
Yeah, I just start whatever. Me and Rob, we shoot targets, you know, we shoot maybe 20 or 30 rounds, you know, to go. You feel it the next day. Well, I, <laughs> me, I had a group of friends, one of them, you know, we shot skeet almost every weekend for about a year and a half. And the quickest we ever did it was like once every five seconds. And that still felt like it was super fast. It was like, pull! Because they move at 70 miles an hour. When they come out of the trap house, they're moving at 70 miles an hour. So yeah. you have very little time. Oh, that's Okay, here we go. Play, he fired 4,402 <clears throat> shots. That's not bad. 75 hit percent hit rate? Yeah. Roughly, he wasn't shooting them out of a 12-gauge the whole time. So it was a complex undertaking involving 30 shotguns, 16 traps, <clears throat> And a support crew of 24 people loading the guns. Okay, I redact my statement. If you're trying to break a world record for shooting plays, you can own more than two or three guns. I wonder. You needed 30. Man, well, that your hurt. original statement yeah. was that you got a weapon based on whether or not you wanted it or not. Not right? always, but I mean, that's a perfectly reasonable fine way to so get So he one. just did this to do this? He, he did it just to break the record. Oh, who just who was that got the record before? I can't imagine. Like, I want to get a world record. What's something stupid? <laughs> it's like, well, so many world record break holders. That's exactly what they do. They go and they look and see what doesn't currently have a world. Yeah. Record. Well, and it's funny you said it. It's, he said it began as a very simple idea when his girlfriend's eight-year-old son suggested he do something with a shotgun to get into the Guinness World Record. Oh, I was almost on the <laughs> on the nose of that one. <laughs> Well, hey, more power to you. There you go. More firepower to you. Joey, mm. you got something? That's one. Ah, big six. Uh, uh, uh. You're uh, right uh, on the gorilla? Oh, no. I was going to bring up uh, Overwatch. It's a video game. If y'all know, it's a first person shooter. Uh, it is actually a very unique game. I was doing some reading about it. And what's well, unique in the fact that there's no story mode, you only really have a couple of play modes, you know play with AI, or you play against other people. But somebody I was reading asked a question, said, what do the gold medals mean? Because sometimes you're playing the game, like you can win gold medals. And uh, you they, figured out? they said that there's not really a rhyme or reason for it, oh. <laughs> what, the, what the answer was. It's basically how you did like playing with the team. But the question was, was they were asking, a lot of people were asking the company, they said, well, is there a way that we, you know how every other online game you, you got a KD screen, you know, kill death ratio, and you can see how you stacked up right. to the rest of the players. Well, that's not on Overwatch. You never see anybody else's stats besides the little cards that pop up, you know, like the most valuable players. But even then, it doesn't give you the kill death. It just right. gives you a little, you know, I had 15 turret kills. Well, it said that Blizzard purposely did that because they were trying something new with Overwatch because they didn't want it to be a kill death ratio game. Well, because you have a quarter of your characters who aren't based around kill death Yeah, ratios. exactly. And they said that they didn't want it to be like Call of Duty where that's where nobody really plays as a team anymore on these games because they want the top score. So they kind of go rogue, you know. They're not really getting the objectives, you know, like yeah. capture point A, B. They're just going for straight kills. Oh, that's the most frustrating thing playing Halo <laughs> or anything. You, yeah. get. you get maybe, if and I, I had this problem all the time with Halo 3. You would have like capture the flag. And you'd have two, maybe three people actually trying to catch yeah, the flag, and yeah. the rest of the Yahoo's out there with rocket launchers just trying to blow stuff up. Mm-hmm. Or get, or like what we saw with um, what game was that that came out recently, and they said they weren't doing weekly challenges because of that. They didn't want Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something, what game was that we just started playing not too late recently ago? 
Was it Division? No, I don't feel like it was Division. No. I don't know. I, I can't remember, but yeah. they said basically, yeah, we're not doing the weekly challenges because then everybody's going to be too focused on getting that. Mm-hmm. But it, it was Overwatch. It was Overwatch. Yeah. But I guess basically the, thing, the point I was going to make is like, <laughs> it's, I think it's really neat because uh, I think a lot more games should do that. You know, yeah. I think with the competitive online play, it's nice on Overwatch that everybody does function as a team, mm-hmm. you know, for the most part, you know, if they want to win the match. Well, that's where that, you get your XP. That's a nice thing because even like the character that has the big shield, all that damage you absorb, it goes into its stats. Yeah. At the end, I can look and see how much damage I absorb, and that, yeah. that configures into it, and it's not just kill death. Yeah, that was one of them. Rob, you got anything for Big Six? Yeah, uh, there's a little bit of a reminder from our childhood. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, Disney movie from 1991. Uh, there's going to be a remake. And it's going to be starring... Uh, uh, well, I don't know. Actually, it's like a be, cartoon or a real no, actually, live action. Live um, action. And it's going to have Emma Watson as Belle. Ooh. Yeah, Emma Watson's doing Belle. Kevin Kline is going to be in it. I looked at the whole list of actors, but Kevin Kline and Emma Watson were the standouts because they're the ones that I know the most. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm really excited about that one. That one's set to come out in 2017. I will Disney. say that out of all the Disney princesses, Belle was always my favorite. Now, you got like a bookworm. Now, <laughs> remind me, folks, the Beauty and the Beast, it was originally done kind of a French thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, it took place it's, in yeah, France. France. France yeah. Okay, so you there. You know, and Lumiere. Lumiere. and There's been a little bit of pushback on that as far as not doing a French thing, and they're doing a lot of kind of yeah. British actors. Uh, but at any rate, I still think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's good. And that, you know, Disney's been kind of doing that a lot lately, revamping some of the old Disney stories. Now, they stories. did have a really crappy TV show in the 80s or the mm-hmm. early 90s. And Beauty they had and the a Beast. new one on TW <laughs> in the last few years. I distinctly remember that because it was like, I, I was at a. You look like a lion. When I lived in Denton, I only got free TV with the rabbit ears, you know, and one of the channels would play that guy off the show like three in the morning. Yeah, it was like he looked more like a, a lion. lion. Yeah. He, he, he sort of like just solved problems. It was. It was they were detectives. Yeah, it was. Well, because. Bizarre. They, to go back. On this show, but Lana Lane, Kristen Kruick. Yeah, she was. She plays the opposite yeah, to him, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's the newer one. That's I forgot the they one. had the yeah. newer revamp. Yeah. It, it's just. It's really mean to say a guy that has scars like this beast. But, um, yeah, that, no, I'm excited about Beauty and the Beast. It was always one of my absolute favorites growing up. Uh, as far as the princess, I was a Lion King through and through all the way. But, uh, <laughs> I saw a funny meme that said, this is a little off topic, but speaking of Disney princess, that. Can you imagine some if Disney tried to come out with Aladdin nowadays? There would be a shit store. <laughs> I was thinking, be. I was like, oh man, I was like, oh that would be a Prince Ali fabulous <laughs> Yeah. Russell. Um You're thinking over there, bud. What are you thinking about? This is this Russell shutting down on us over there. No, yeah. this was posted this is a, not a good thing. Um, this was posted nineteen days ago. Um, uh, and it, it caught my eye, and it's, it's kind of stuck so, with it's me. Sobering him up. It is sobering me up. He's just gonna show me. The this was the last picture posted by a 21-year-old. He was caught in a flood, and the story is he was trying to help another driver who was stranded. Couldn't help him. Water started to get to him. He ran and got back in his truck to get out, and couldn't get out. And eventually, this 
current carried his truck away. Huh. This was the last picture he took. Um, I can't tell. Oh, okay. I thought that was snow. Oh, oh it's a flood. Joey. Yeah, yeah, that's different. Yeah, I, I'm tracking now. That's it's, 19 uh, days ago. But said he uh, he called his mom to tell her he was caught in high water, and he posted this picture to Facebook, and that was the last, pretty much the last communication he ever had. Huh. Uh, well, for our viewers, it's a picture. It looks like he's in the driver's yeah. side. Just kind of taking a picture out the side of the door. I yeah. can post a I can post a link to the story. There, on there's Facebook maybe page. three or four inches left of the windshield and the side glass mm-hmm. of air, and then everything else is water. And we know and this, was, this was in Texas, which Texas well, has been hit hard bad. Mm-hmm. the last the past, two years, three you know, years recently. Well, and, and we're seeing more and more of this with the phone age coming up with all these these final posts, final messages, final. You see a lot of this on Facebook with. Um, with people who kind of say one last little thing, yeah. and it's it's absolutely heart wrenching when you see these things because first you don't know what the mindset is of the person sending it. Really, you don't know whether they well, know for you know, sure I what's think, happening or whether they're like, I'm just. I think it, I think you're in picture though. I think this gives you a little bit of control. You know, this is a safe zone. Yeah. You know, when you're on your phone, this is your world. You know. Well, and it, photographers say the know. same thing. Is I like to take pictures because I like there's a filter between yeah, the world. Yeah, that's I'm true. Not, I'm not uh, viewing the world directly. There's this filter, and so I can have time to pro- gives me time to process, mm-hmm. even though it's really going by at the same rate. Um, but no, we, we do. We we we've said this every time that Texas gets hit. But you know, our, our prayers do go out to everybody who who's impacted by the floods. We we got close to seeing some really nasty stuff. We got lucky. That we just had a road closing and we we lost a few people and I don't mean at all that well because they he went to school with me I, I knew him personally mm-hmm. um, but not at the cataclysmic levels that a lot ago. of places a lot of places have seen in the last few years and not to get on the global warming box, soapbox or whatever but it it is a, a a recurring theme here lately to get a torrential downpours that just absolutely wreak havoc. Well, and and people, people just underestimate the power that water has, um, and it can happen quick, as we saw with the Albert Pike yes. tragedy mm-hmm. um, a few years ago. Uh, but yeah, this kind of, I kind of stuck with me because the caption that he put on his picture when he posted to Facebook is, "All I wanted to do was go home." Mm. Yeah, that is bad. Yeah. I think that's the bad one, really. Yep. Yeah. I think, that's, I think that's easy, too. I think that'll go down there. You put that number six. I don't know. I just... It seems like, and it's hard to put yourself in that situation, like, it seems like you could roll down the window and swim away, but, you know... You, you can't, just, yeah. Yeah, I watched um, Mythbusters. They were doing that. They, you know, they had all the safety crews, but basically they were taking a car and they were trying to figure out if you could break the window. They're or, kicking it, kicking it, just you know. like rolling down. No, it the, the problem is, is like unless it's completely submerged, that takes some of the pressure off the door. Then you might get open it, but when it's like halfway up, you know, it's pushing on it, you know. Well, but and of course, I was turned on to this by Reddit, and the, a large par- portion of the discussion on Reddit always is, "Well, this is what they should have done," blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And they brought up the MythBusters thing, and the thing is, you're right. Once you once it's completely submerged, it's going to take a little bit of the pressure off the window. Mm-hmm. So theoretically, you can roll it down. But what MythBusters found is 
power windows, you end up most of the time just stripping the gears. Mm. Just because there's still so much pressure on the window. Gotcha. So, I mean, if it was a manual window, you would probably have a better chance. But well, the, because nobody the has manual that, windows right. anymore. The consensus pushed against the seam. Yeah. Yeah. And that seam is usually rubber. And you can imagine yeah. trying to pull down, yeah. you know, with well, also thousands one of, upon thousands one of the things I was going to bring up with the Miss Bush is like, it's almost impossible to break it. I mean, like, they had hammers yeah. in there. Really, th- that specific little device, that window breaker, was the only thing yeah. they could get. And that's that what people were saying on Reddit, you know, well, why don't you just pull out the headrest and break the window with that? Well, it that sounds good in theory, <laughs> yeah. but there's so much pressure on that window, it's not going to just break. Like, it's Well, I'm sure we've all nice. seen that viral video that came out a long time. It's the news guy. He was showing how he is. Rearing back outside of here like 15, 20 times. I was like, cutting his yeah, yeah, I was like, those windows are tough. They're made yeah. not to break. But you know. the, con- the consensus is, and I think this is what Mythbusters found, is you need to roll down your windows as soon as your car hits the water, mm-hmm. before it ever gets up to that yeah. level, before any pressures on the window. Roll down your windows as soon as your car hits the water. That's a lot of foresight. That's a lot of media. I mean, you think about it. You're driving like, boom! Like your yeah, first thing. It's hard to remember stuff like yeah. that. The thing you do is get off the car. Yeah. You know, a lot of people that see the floods and stuff coming, they want to get away from the water. So away, and that's just kind of the lizard brain or something. But get away from the water. Get inside. That's yeah. away from the water. And they don't think climb on top of my car when there's three feet of water coming their way or whatever, mm. you know. And that's that's how fast water operates because you can't think, oh, I'm in a puddle of water. <laughs> I need to get out and climb on top of yeah. my car. But that's almost exactly what you have to do for when 10 seconds comes by and now it's submerged, yeah. you know. I mean, and people just don't think that fast usually because they don't, they're not trained in something they teach you. So for our listeners, let's recap this. First thing is number one, Turn around, don't <laughs> drown. Yes. That's the most important thing. Let's Do not, not try to drive through the water. Turn around. But if you're drive. caught in the water, get on top of your car, not inside of it. Right. And if you happen to be inside of it, roll the windows down before the water gets up to it. Correct. And go out and buy a window smasher. Rob, Joey, what y'all got? Uh, Rob, you go. I've got to look up the information. I thought I quick. gave one. You gave one. We're doing two a piece. Oh, Does that fall out? No. You uh, get ready for UCA? Yeah, sure. UCA Corporations. Yeah. That one's... Uh, yeah. I'll put that yeah. second to last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. second to last, it. yeah. It, it, it's far away. You got two, two months. months. You got two, two months. months. Six of a year. He seems depressed about it. He's getting depressed over there. I have my... Uh, End of an era, uh, Black Tap, Black Sabbath this year is doing their end tour, and uh, what? Yeah, and the end date is February fourth, twenty seventeen. So that will be the final. I think Ozzy's retiring after that from everything, but they're gonna. It's uh, Ozzy, uh, Tony Imani, and uh, Geezer Butler. So that's three, you know, the guys that have been there oh. forever. They're all very okay. old. Anyhow, they're playing nineteen songs at every show. <laughs> Dang, that's so, set. and as everybody knows, the Black Sabbath song is at least four and a half minutes usually. So that's a that's a long show. Anyhow, yeah, that's kind of an end of an era for them. And a lot of these bands, I think, like ACDC and stuff, are you know they've been doing this about fifty years. Besides the Stones, the Stones will go forever, but I think the rest of them are all kind of slowly yeah. teetering down. That Rolling Stone has then fallen into the fountain of youth. <laughs> <laughs> they just stay alive forever. 
<laughs> they pickled themselves. <laughs> Hopefully not with that pickle juice from last week. All right, guys. Well, I got the rankings right here. Number one, top of the list. I'm going to say Beauty and the Beast. Because as far as what we talked about, we were all most excited about that, I think. As sad as that is, that four grown men. But... Uh, uh, Emma Watson. Yeah, Emma Watson now. has a lot to do with Number that. two, Rob going off to UCA, starting a new chapter of his life. We're all going to be so proud of our little Rob going off to the big boy school. <laughs> the big boy school. Uh, number three, Dave Miller, his world record breaking 3,000 plus shots. Number four is Overwatch, because I wasn't really sure where Joey's stance was, whether he was happy or excited or, or what, because I put it in a medium. Yeah, it doesn't matter what his stance is. It's, that's true, it's that's true. My stance is it's a, it's a 0. 0.1. I'm going to put it above everything. Really it seemed like, like an awesome game. I mean, I'm not even into multiplayer games in it. It's pretty fun. It is pretty fun. If you don't have Overwatch yet, go out and buy it. Can I ask a question on this one? Because you have some experience in this, and you'd, you'd be able to answer better than I could. In Call of Duty, there were so many players that had been playing it for years. Correct. Okay. And when you start playing Call of Duty, there was like a huge difference in experience level, right? Correct. And some players were just kind of like average, and other ones were like gods, right? Correct. Okay. Do you see that in Overwatch? Every day, every passing day, you see more and more of that. Because you do have people who, I myself, I play maybe one, two hours of PlayStation a week. You get other people who play it all day, every day. The deal with Call of Duty is Call of Duty tried desperately with every game release to change it up enough where people didn't have a competitive edge. People could come in fresh and all learn together. But it didn't seem like it but really paid it, out. It didn't pay out because the mechanics were the same. Whereas Overwatch, like Joey said, you've got four different classes. And so this is very much a class-based. This is more like an RPG in terms of play style. Because if you play any kind of team-based RPG, you need a controller, you need a striker, you need a healer, you need a mage, you need whatever. And so with Overwatch, to win the game, you can't go in there with the character you like the most and just kick ass. You know, I mean, you've got to choose your character based on what everybody else is playing as, make sure you cover all of your bases, and, you know, go in with a strategy. And so it's it does call for a lot more difference. Um, but I'm going to put... Black Sabbath in at number five. They're in tour. I thought they were done, but their in tour is now. It's, it's at end of uh seventeen. Seventeen. February seventeen. Is that what he said? Sometime in two thousand seventeen. Yeah. I think it was January, February. And then uh, that twenty-one year old who was missing in the flood. It's uh. Yep. We had that hit real close to home, or close to home, a few weeks ago. Not to. We need to change the ratings or start with the worst or something. Because we do big six last every time. And then, so, anytime we have the big six, we end the episode literally on the worst possible thing we've talked about. That's true. The whole episode. Uh, I have a a somewhat lighter note. So, Rob, when you own more than 12 guns. No, 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 it's not that. I've got Uh, a a lighter note, too, after after Rob goes. Go ahead. uh, A friend posted this, uh, and... uh, Bonus round. I have a friend who's a big Black Sabbath fan, and uh, one of my other friends posted this to his page. A uh, fellow got arrested recently. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, what happened was, is Black Sabbath was playing in the bar. (laughs) The bartender turned off Black Sabbath in order to play Christmas music. 
And this particular patron of the bar decided to throw a beer bottle at the bartender to let the bartender know how he felt about it. He got arrested for it. That's that's what I do. That's what I do too. I heard music. I do it at the Sonic. They, you know, it, it, the Sonic radio isn't the one playing. I, I lob my Route 44. Is it Route or Route? Depends on where you live. Yeah, yeah it, it's a poor attempt at Down communication here skills to throw a beer bottle at someone else to let you know how you feel about their music skills, obviously. But I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. It's bad that uh, someone had a beer bottle thrown at them, but I still thought it was a little funny. Okay. Yeah, I believe the caption below the meme said, not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> yeah, that was exactly what the caption said. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the, the the Black Sabbath over Christmas music. I don't know. If well, the reason good. I brought the Big Six is they are kind of the predecessors of almost any rock and roll out there. I mean, they were the. You, a lot of people argue there's bands before them, but they really were the first mainstream. But what you want to call metal band? You know, well, as metal, metal, I, was, I thought yes, you were going to go with like Ramones or something. No, I mean they they were like for metal. Uh, that was a turning point. You know, was Black Sabbath. They were completely different. Because they came out in 1969, 70, when the Beatles craze, you know, was kind of dying down. But that was what you were dealing with. And, like, all of a sudden, here comes these guys, like, loud. <laughs> really loud. Russell, you had a lighter note? Uh, yeah. Are we doing a bonus round tonight? Or? No. I just hauled a bonus round for no reason. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't saying that sarcastically either. And I, I should have put this in the big six, but I forgot about it until too late. Um, I can substitute it. No, that's okay. Here recently, uh, would y'all know that I kind of semi-regularly run 5Ks? Mm-hmm. Semi-regularly run. You did one you do week. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you well, do it every weekend. I, well, no, but I don't, I don't do it all year round is what I'm saying. Well, you are now. My, no, I'm not. In one year you will be. Uh, no, I won't. In 11 months. Because summer, I kind of take the summer off from racing because it gets too hot. But anyway. Um, my goal, yeah. as I mentioned, I think, on the Whoops. podcast, was to roll, to run a 5K every weekend in the month of May. Correct. And how'd that go? And I missed one weekend. Oh! Because, because there wasn't one locally, but I ran another one at the first week of June. Yeah. Okay. All that is irrelevant. Don't give it to him. The point was, uh, when I ran the one in Magnolia, my goal has always been a sub-35K. Oh. And in the Magnolia... Magnolia Boston Festival? Is that it? Sounds like a hoot. I didn't go. Anyway, <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, yeah, the Boston Festival in Magnolia. My, I ran the 5K race that morning and came in with a time of 29.43. Whoa! There you I was, go. I was really proud of that. Which, I mean, obviously there's people running in like 16 minutes. But for me, it was, it was a very good milestone. Hey, so 30 is my personal Proud of that. Yeah, I guess I always assume 5Ks are all day thing. No, they take like 45 minutes. Well, they take 29 minutes for Russell. Okay. So that's the walk, how long it take? An hour? Yeah. Yeah. I'm still not doing it. Three miles an hour. At a quick walk? Average walking speed about three miles an hour. It's 3.1 miles. So yeah. About an hour. About an hour. About an hour. 
Uh, so, was there any uh, other fun festivities at the Magnolia Blossom? Fest? They had the World International State Cookoff World. State they cook-off. do have a state cookoff <laughs> contest. It was labeled yeah. the world's greatest Hell, state cookoff. Yeah. I'm sure like it that. is. The Cooking Channel or whatever has been there to document. It's oh, really? it, it's a big deal. Huh. They have this like parade of all the people that are going to cook steaks that night. <laughs> Yeah, and seriously, yeah, and they're pulling out the grills, and they all, some of them do like little skits and stuff. It was yeah, Christmas it was I, I don't know about all that. That is a uh, that's interesting. It was interesting. I don't feel like breaking a bottle of alcohol over a grill is a good idea. <laughs> we had a good time. Good. And before you ask, Joey, I took Nick. Mm, did you? Yep. Did he enjoy the uh, steak cooking parade? No. <laughs> <laughs> it is defense that does sound terrible. He just kind of walked around with me. <laughs> well, guys and gals and dudes and dudettes, we do appreciate you guys tuning in for this month's episode of A Chance Conversation. As always, not as always, as once every four months, I'm your host, Billy Hatridge. Uh, if y'all want to talk to us, shoot us an email at achanceconversation at gmail.com. We check that pretty regularly. Um, you can also find us at facebook.com slash podcastacc. Joey's shaking his head over here because he doesn't check Jack Diddley. However, it is linked to my phone, so anytime we do get from any numerous of my email accounts that I monitor and take care of, I will let you know, and I will respond promptly. And all emails to a chance conversation at gmail.com are also forwarded to my personal email, so Billy or I will get it almost instantaneously. Yeah, we got this down. Now, Rob, Joey, they're just here for, for the beers, I think. Yeah. But, they're the uh, talent. There's a talent. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. We're the man. Me and Russell, we're the manager. Russell, would you call yourself more of a manager or a scout? What would, what would be the position? If they're the talent, which I don't know about that one. I think this one maybe. He did the song. So. We, I'm production staff. Is production staff? Yeah. What would I be? You would be more along the lines of the manager. The manager? Yeah. I can talk us up a little bit, right? Guys, listen, we had one heck of a thrill ride tonight. We appreciate y'all coming and listening to us banter, listen to us talk, listen to us have. Although, we did not have a sponsor tonight. We did not have a sponsor tonight. But you know, that's quite ironic. Because our sponsor tonight is nothing. You uh, know, when I'm at my darkest, the feeling I get is that of nothingness. <laughs> so even in your darkest hour, you always have nothing. The gift of nothing. The gift of nothing. Uh, the as greatest the, gift. Brother, as the talent, I am still going to start requesting a cheese plate during the podcast. You're welcome to request whatever you want. <laughs> you can request whatever you want. Joey, every Wednesday, I bring a plate full of cheese. He does. Two plates. The plate cheese. is made of bread, and the cheese is covered in tomato sauce and meat. There's cheese but, on that plate right there. Yeah. There you go, Joey. <laughs> Thank you for that half piece is, of pizza. It is garnished with black olives, pepperonis, and peppers. Um... But no, guys, we also have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash podcastacc. Hopefully by now you're familiar with it. Hopefully by now you've liked our page. If you haven't, however, take 30 seconds out of your time, get on Facebook, search us, like that page. We just hit 100 likes not too long ago. We want to double that in the next year and a half. So let's... uh, (laughs) Big plans! (laughs) Double that next year. Guys, listen, we're posting stuff all the time on our Facebook page. By all the time, I mean once every two to six weeks. However, there is content on our Facebook page. Y'all feel free to share those posts. You don't have to share our episodes. Share our posts. Share the information that we provide to you. That will bring people back to our page. In fact, I'm going to ask Russell right now. Russell. Yes. When this podcast goes live or Mm -hmm. goes up on the air, on the internet. I will tell you before you get to that. 
I just posted a link to the story about the dude in the car with the drowning oh, okay. water. So, hey, there you go. We are um, updating constantly. Share that episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't say constantly. Constantly. Every time we record, it wouldn't be a we bad talk idea. about updating. Well, that about well, got me. But no, listen, Russell, have either one of y'all considered selling cars, really? I mean, like, seriously, y'all are the salesman of the group. No, after dealing with the guy I've been dealing with the past three days, I'm not going to be a car salesman. Share, you know how to share the actual episode to our Facebook page, correct? I do it almost every time I post an episode. There you go. When Russell posts this episode, if you're listening to this episode, that means... You're trying to burn his phone over there or something. If... <laughs> Like a cat, distraction. Squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> the, the end is in sight. We can get there, guys. When you put this up, share this page to our Facebook page. Listeners, right now, you're listening. More than likely, you're listening with your phone. Your phone is the device on which you're listening. I can almost guarantee it. Open up your Facebook app right now at this moment. Hit the home button. Hit the Facebook app. Go to our page. Find that <laughs> post with our podcast and share it to your timeline and say something along the lines of, hey, these guys are amazing. They have changed my life for the better. <laughs> or, if that doesn't float your boat, something along the lines of, these guys are music to my ears. They are a melody of sweet sounds. Or, if that's a little too poetic for your case, just say, this podcast is awesome. Either way, share that post, share that podcast, Share us with your friends, with your family. Invite us into your home. But I will leave you with this piece of advice. In the world, in the days where the world is dark with fear and doubt and guilt, when you feel like there is nothing left for you in the world, just know that there is always love and there is always faith. I'm Billy Hatridge, and this has been A Chance Conversation. Thank you for listening. Thanks, guys. Be a part of our chance conversation. Does anyone notice Russell's got some pretty blue eyes? He does have some pretty eyes. My eyes are not blue. He's got. He's got. No, no, they're eyes. definitely blue. They're no, not blue. They're not blue, Russell. They look blue. They look green. green to me. They look gray to me. Gray? They do look kind of grayish. He matches hair. <laughs> oh. oh. oh.